You're listening to After Daycare Drop-Off, the podcast for working moms, like you and like me. Today we're talking with Katie. She's a married mom of two and recently went back to her post as a creative marketing copywriter. I'm excited for you to meet her. Wonderful. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So first things first, what's your beverage of choice tonight? I'm keeping it low-key with some LaCroix. Love it. Some classy like that. Yeah. Which is your favorite flavor? Um, I've been into the cherry lime lately. Ooh, I haven't tried that one yet. Very, it has a good, nice, I mean, they're all nice and refreshing, but this one is new to me, and it's become a a, fa- a fast favorite. Nice. It's so interesting how they kind of came out of nowhere, and I've seen a few things about how they've chosen to market slash not market their product, and it's kind of been fascinating to watch. Yeah, and I mean, everyone at work is drinking them. A lot of my friends drink it. It's just kind of a frenzy. It is. I went to um, a vendor, a potential vendor for work a few months ago, and they're like, would you like some LaCroix? I'm like, why, yes, I would. This is <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> because I work in government. We don't get anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a bottled water thing, like a dispenser, but that's it. I mean, our tax dollars at work. Right. No, we, we use paper clips, not staples, <laughs> too. <laughs> reusable (laughs) well again thank you for joining me um I know you and I have obviously talked offline about some of the stuff going on your in your life but I know you just went back to work after having your second daughter yeah and I want the 411 on how that's going and just how that new life is working with two kids and a husband and all the other things you have to do Yeah, so um, I work in creative. Um, I'm a copywriter at a consumer packaged goods company in Cincinnati, Um, and I've been there about eight years now. Um, And so I had my first daughter almost three years ago, which is crazy to say out loud because I can't believe how fast it went, Um, but she'll be three in May. And when I came back from work or to work from that maternity leave, Um, It was like a slow, trickling drip of work kind of coming in my direction. Everybody was kind of taking it easy on me, and we don't want to ramp you up too quickly. Um, Fast forward to the beginning of this month, and it was like a full-on fire hose. (laughs) And they're like, oh, my God, thank God you're back. Here, we have this and this and this and this for you. Um, (laughs) So it's been kind of a mixed bag good because the days go by so quickly um so I don't even really have time to miss my kids which is a little bit of a blessing as you know like when you first go back to work but also I'm kind of drowning under under the amount of work that they have in my direction but it's good to feel wanted um 
but <laughs> it was kind of crazy. <laughs> like maybe want me a little less. Yeah, it's like, man, could you guys, I, I don't know if it, people were just kind of squirreling away projects, like, oh, she'll be back in a little while, um, we'll just wait till Katie returns, and then they're like, ha-ha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, and maybe that's something that comes with a little bit more seniority, or, you know, I'm not sure if it's a similar position as you had with your first child, but, you know they kind of get used to your output and they're like, she'll handle it. It's fine. Yeah, it could, it could be. Um, I do know they use some freelancers and things when I was out and it wasn't quite like hitting um, like different tones of voices and things. So they were, I, maybe, maybe that is some of it. Cause once you've been with a company so long and kind of have that ingrained, it's a little bit, um, yeah, it comes second nature, but yeah. And it was super reassuring because if I'm honest with myself, um, about, I don't know, you're at the, towards the end of your maternity leave, you start to gear up for mentally for returning to work. And, and then of course, all the other things you do just at home to get ready. And I just started really second guessing, like, are you, they going to miss me? Are they going to want me back? Um, it's, I'm a, I'm the only copywriter within my organization. So it was like, it'd be really easy for them to have found somebody else that they like better. Or, um, I don't, I think my, my company is really great in that we have 16 weeks of paid maternity leave, which is amazingly unheard of. Um, but it's also kind of a long time as it goes for us standards of maternity leave. So it's just like, all right, did they forget about me? Um, and obviously when I came back, the answer was no, but <laughs> you, you have all those questions though coming through your head before you go back, or at least I did just, I don't know, kind of the opposite of mom guilt, like that work paranoia or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, you've worked to get to where you are and kind of carve out that spot and being valued on the team and, I imagine if, since you're the only copywriter, like you are on so many projects and you kind of feel a sense of ownership, especially after eight years that, you know, your job is protected, you know, for, you know, FMLA and everything like that. But you're right. The thought of like, okay, they could survive without me for 16 weeks. So did that get them thinking they want to do something else just in case I don't perform? Right. Right. I'm glad to hear that it didn't end up that way, but it it is weird that feeling because it's like, well, I'm going back to work. I love my job or, you know, at least like what you get to do. Right. And then it's like, oh, are they like, oh, she came back. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. And it was so reassuring that it wasn't that like, oh, and it was like, oh, so inflection matters, man. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So now... Tell me about your work schedule. Yeah, so I'll brag on my company a little bit more. So (laughs) they do a great job. Um, There are a ton of working moms at my organization, and um, we have the opportunity to kind of flex our schedules. Um, You have to work it out with your manager, depending on sort of what sort of flex schedule. Um, They call it a flexible working arrangement. Mm -hmm. And 
after when I was coming back um, with my first daughter, I really I was like, you know what, go big or go home. So I concocted this four day work week, um, full time still, um, so four tens. But I work in the office from seven to three, and then I work remote at home in the evenings for two hours to get to my my ten hours a day. And my manager at the time and my HR person went for it, and it has been working like a dream um, for me. And I haven't had any complaints from my my team, my management, and stuff so far. So I think it's working okay for them. So it's kind of just the best of every situation. So I get a day at home with my girls during the week, and I get to miss all the rush hour traffic, which is amazing. Um, totally. And that's yeah, like if I if I worked a regular like eight to four, eight to five sort of schedule, I'd be spending an hour in my car both ways, um, depending on traffic. And now it takes me like 22 minutes to get to work and to get home. Um, so it's just the difference an hour makes. So that's incredible. Now, yeah, if you are doing you know, like obviously you're out of the office the one day. So everybody, you just don't have meetings on that day or have work activities, but how do you segment your hours? Because I imagine the seven to at least eight, eight thirties, definitely the quiet time when maybe there's not as many people in the office, but how do you prioritize what you do during your office time versus what you do during your home working time? So um, a lot of my day to day is kind of, determined by my calendar of meetings so it really is I'm just kind of a slave to my calendar during the work day Mm -hmm. Um, and so whatever meetings and things because like I like we've said like I'm the only individual in my role within the company so I'm in a ton of meetings during most days Um, so that means my evening hours is spent on email or delegating some work to freelancers or setting those meetings up for the next morning so I can do calls early when I'm in the office. Um, or like you said, that 7 to 8.30 time, 8.30, 9 o'clock even, um, that's where I get a lot of my heavy work done, like where I can kind of get into the creative zone and just kind of write versus having to like bounce from meeting to meeting. That's my real like dedicated focus time. So before you get to work, do you do drop-off, or is that something your husband does? My husband does drop-off. Um, our more our days start early, so, and we're still, my youngest is a relatively good sleeper. I can't really complain um, too much, but their last couple of mornings, she's been just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at 4 a.m., <laughs> so, so for me, so that's a lot of fun. Um but we're usually, the alarm goes off between 5 and 5.30, depending on if both of us need to shower or just one of us. Um, dry shampoo has become my best friend. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a, a, a hair routine for the week. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll wash my hair, like, Sunday night, curl it for, like, Monday morning. Sometimes I do that Sunday night, depending on how I'm feeling or anticipating the next day will go. Um then Monday, so it's Monday curls, Tuesday, second day curls, Wednesday, a braid or just kind of a side pony, Thursday, a bun, 
Friday, I will finally wash my hair again. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, it works. <laughs> I know. So I ask you about your morning schedule because I'm like trying to back it up. Like, okay, well, she's got to be at work at 7, 22 yeah. to get there, leave by 630. Yep. Are you a breakfast so, on the go person or do you have like something you get ready quick at work? So I usually like we'll bring on we do uh, we've gotten a, into a, a better habit of meal prepping um, and so breakfast is included in that and so on Sundays I'll make kind of like egg cups mm-hmm. in the muffin pan with some veggies and like sausage or something in there um, and take a couple of those or some protein bars or something just quick and easy breakfast um, that I can have when I get to work because we're, we're just kind of like get everybody ready, get out of the house in the morning mm-hmm. um, versus sit down breakfast. I like, I mourn the day where we have to get kids to school and that doesn't provide a breakfast for them because it's going to just make our mornings that much earlier. But <laughs> it's true. I know, uh, I've been struggling with Anna in the morning as far as like, okay, cause she keeps, She's reverted to being up several times in the night, which has been super fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm like, you just had milk two hours ago. Like, maybe can you handle some Cheerios now before we can get you to the sitters? Because if I don't have to feed you, <laughs> that saves me like 10 minutes. Totally. And that's the other thing to kind of I have to plan around is nursing um, Maddie. It's my youngest daughter, um, nursing her and just fitting that in in between I know you have to be so strategic I'm like do I get dressed first do Mm -hmm. I get her up first like what am I wearing is she gonna sit up on me um so it's just kind of a crapshoot some mornings and you just hope for the best and just have a backup shirt on call just in case and (laughs) go for it so (laughs) yeah they say that not in a way like oh you can't have your milk honey but it's like I'm gonna pump you're gonna get it it's just like which method are you yeah. going to get it from right now? Because Exactly. Yeah, because she's on the tail end of breastfeeding, not because I'm trying to get get it done, but the girlfriend is drying up over here. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's so sad. So I'm like You've been you've been rocking it though. I've been trying and you know, so I know we've talked a little bit about breastfeeding. Obviously when I saw you a few months ago, you had your little yeah. Big carrier, you're very slick. I didn't realize you're feeding her until it was like, oh wait. <laughs> so you're <laughs> you are professional level, but um, how has that been going? Especially, you know, you know what you're doing now, but everybody baby is different. And then how how do you fit that in at work too, along with all of your meetings and different stuff? Yeah. So um nursing this time around has been I think I don't know if we just got super lucky with our girls, but even the the second time has been so much easier than the first. Um, And the first wasn't terribly difficult either, but just that the temperament of the girls and just their kind of flexibility. And I don't know if it's just because my husband and I try to maintain a pretty, like we're scheduled, but like a flexible schedule. So nothing's like super strict. We have a routine versus like, Bedtime is 8.07 or whatever. Um, Bedtime comes after stories and milk. You know, like, it's more of that for us. 
but with nursing, um, I think it's every, it's just been a little bit easier. Um, Maddie is a great eater. Um, you always have, or I have always had like a strong side and a weak side. So like I was teasing the other day and saying like, when she needs comfort, she just goes to the right side. When she needs to really eat, she comes to the left. Like they have different purposes. <laughs> so it's really kind of funny. And it works that way. Like if she's just cranky and tired and just needs something, right side, right to sleep. If she is like crying hungry, it's like, all right, left side. And she's a happy baby after that. So um, just kind of learning. I think it's all about learning your kids' tics and like what – um, I don't know, just kind of reading their signals and signs a little bit and kind of anticipating, but that's been one that I've really catched up on quickly with her. So <laughs> that's so cute that she's got, that's so cute she's got sides, because I've noticed just on myself, one seems to give more, but never like one personality or one attitude needs the other. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> that's fun. So at work, um, oh yeah, yeah. So when I talked to a few of the other guests, which of course you know most of them, um, <laughs> you know, some people prefer to wear like a top and bottoms because that's easier to get at. I, you know, I'm just trying to get it done, so I don't really care what I'm wearing anymore. And luckily, I have a door, so it's just free reign in there. But yeah. what you found that works for you at work and I know you even talked about how you've handled pumping in kind of more public places too yeah so at work again another humble brag on them um (laughs) a few years ago they I mean now that I'm thinking about I'm like man my company is kind of like really progressive in this mom thing you should rate them on like Glassdoor or something or I should I really should um, but we have mother's rooms on all of our floors and um, we have three floors in our, our building and, um, the moms who are nursing have keys to the room and we have like outlook, we can schedule the room in outlook. So we know when the other moms are planning to be in there. So we don't kind of walk in on someone else. <laughs> um, but so we schedule those meetings and then, um, there's a chair in there for us um, with like a little desk thing so we can continue to work or whatever while we're in there. Um, they have a, a sink, a microwave for sterilization, a refrigerator with a little freezer thing for our ice packs, and then uh, a full-length mirror so we can make sure we're put back together all the way. Ooh. Because there have been close calls sometimes where we're just like, oh my gosh, is my pumping, like my pumping bra still wrapped around my waist? Like, oh my God, like where you're walking out the door and need to make sure everything is kind of resituated. That's smart. Yeah, but um, so yeah, it's just kind of scheduling those meetings and kind of giving the nod to other moms who might be in meetings you're with, like, hey, I can only stay for the first 30 minutes and kind of give them like that wink wink or like big eyes and they they're like okay that's fine like just leave when you need to sort of thing so they know what's up or if you are just like oh I have to go take care of some business and excuse yourself um because you know like you can only let it go maybe a half hour an hour over the time where you're 
needing to pump because otherwise things can get a little messy so oh yeah especially early on because it's funny I've noticed like my profile is going back to normal but I remember like of a day it'd go a few hours and it'd be time to pump and I'm like okay like I feel like a cartoon here where it's like your boobs are growing yes it's crazy and I'm a little well endowed to begin with (laughs) and I'm just like oh my gosh like you you wear a bra that starts in the morning fitting fine and then like you're like well it's uh time to go and like the cup runneth over (laughs) quite literally (laughs) you're like see ya (laughs) that's so true and I'm really excited because tomorrow I I'm finally getting in the mail what I've been putting off for forever so now maybe it's going to be kind of pointless but I think every woman or most women struggle with finding like a good bra just in a normal day yeah so then like you've got like I've got you know everybody's got the two bras that you rotate right at least that's me because I'm cheap totally yeah (laughs) got the navy one and the nude one and (laughs) (laughs) and then the rest are just in the drawer and they don't get used but um, exactly but um so you I wore whatever I wore like those two when I was pregnant and then I you know you have your baby and then it's like okay well we got this nursing tank top and just whatever's gonna work while you're trying to situate all of that out but then it was like okay they say don't wear underwires so I found some bras that were cute but they were just more like no wire no structure I wouldn't say like it's a bralette but it was definitely a cotton style and those Mm -hmm. were fine but you don't look as put together when you've got like a nice shirt on with those on yeah they're fine for casual days so I've kind of been struggling with like okay I wear the underwire bras illegally still of a day and I don't think it's illegal I think you're fine (laughs) well it's like I I already did it (laughs) they say I've been seeing all those ads for like I call them internet bras like anything that's like the direct sales uh mattresses or the bras I just call them internet bras or internet mattresses (laughs) <laughs> even though I know that's not the right term but I just that's what I call them and so I finally picked a brand that I was going to try and I picked these ones that were like no underwire but they were structured and okay I'm expecting these to change my life because girlfriend these Victoria's Secret bras like the foam is starting to like curl outwards and so like <laughs> yeah no it's I have not bought a real bra that didn't like unhook like in the like a nursing bra in over three years. So I am like looking not look I mean I'm happy where I am right now, but I'm so looking forward to the day where I can like go into wherever. I don't even care if it's made in form at this rate, but like go in and get fitted for just like a nice new bra. Like I'm just so ready for that, but it's still going to be a while. I know. Well, I'll let you know if these bras are good because if they're under, like they're structured enough because I was always worried, even when you're breastfeeding too, like, you know, if you are chilly, it still is going to show through the bras that are supposed to be nursing friendly, but it's like, I need to not be informative at work here. Thank you. (laughs) I can't wear a sweater all year round. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so I don't know, I still have like those milk pad soak 
yep. things that I wear in my bra. And so you have to have some padding or something. Otherwise, it looks like you just have these ridiculous, <laughs> like, nipple situation going on under. And you're like, no, 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 that's not what that is. But No need to distract. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whoa, let me just find a sweater vest to put on over this because this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's the struggle. So... So the brand I ended up hitting on is, is lively. So okay. um, I'll have to send the ladies you need to know the update, but I'm pretty excited yeah. about it. I, the one I've been seeing because Facebook like stalks you and steals all the ag- algorithms and whatever, but that those third love bras, yeah. I've been really interested if anyone's tried those um, tag you on your Instagram and let us know. Cause I want to, know what those are about too I know I, I saw one of my girlfriends liked their Facebook page and I was like hey have you tried them she's like no I just like the page I'm like this is disingenuous like you need to I know buy. I'm shaking my head at the phone right now like come on girl <laughs> unfair yeah so I know we've already kind of hammered on your work schedule but you also told me something that is pretty clever and I know I struggle with it and other people struggle with it but is finding time to exercise. And I'm so proud of you for one, getting on top of this so early after having a baby, you are a superstar, but two, picking something that's kind of hard. Yeah. So I fell in love with CrossFit, um, in between my kids. Um, it was, I think my oldest daughter's name is Mackenzie. And I think Mac was going on to, um, before I really found CrossFit and um, it, I don't know, it, it just really works. Like I've, I was in the best shape of my life when I was in grad school and I did a lot of cardio and a lot of lifting. And I had, when I was done with grad school and back in Cincinnati, like I ran a marathon and I was just like focusing full on cardio, but I wasn't as in good a shape. And so my husband found CrossFit and of course, when I was pregnant with our first, so I'm like getting round and rolly and he's <laughs> trying to walk out here with a six pack and I wanted to punch him in the face, <laughs> but it was, it was a great sport for him because he was always on a team and it gave him like that sense of team again. And so I was like, you know what, after this kid, I'm going to, I'm going to do that too. And, um, so yeah, so I, I go to a CrossFit gym, um, straight after work and it's the only way that it works for me so I have my seven to three and then my gym offers a four o'clock CrossFit class so I go to that and then um, it's an hour so I'm finished with that our daycare is close to home so then I'm usually on pickup duty and so I'll get the girls and we're still home by around 5 30 so it's like I'm working normal hours, but I just get that hour for myself after work um, to really focus on me and like my self-care um, for fitness. And it just kind of makes me a better person, I think. Um, before I found it, I was struggling through like the at-home workouts. Um, I have a lot of friends who like do the beach body stuff, and I really tried really, really hard to like it. And I just would see the dishes that need to get done or the laundry or the couch or my bed. And I would just much rather do any of those things than kind of push play. So that just wasn't a, 
format that works for me. So I figured I needed a place and I needed a time to dedicate that wasn't at home. And it's been really good. That's true, too, because it's like as soon as you get home, you do see all these things that are the distraction and easy to pick that as opposed to pick yourself. Mm-hmm. And see- totally. And it's like you just see your list. Or for me, I would see the list of things that I needed to do at home. But if I'm not at home, I can't see it. Right. So it, like, let me focus elsewhere versus around the house. So. And that's smart that you go straight after work because, again, even if you go home to change, it's, like, so much easier to just not leave again. Totally. Like, I explained it to my husband. Um, like, I just needed, like, once I was home, I had my mom hat on, and it was, like, on for the night. And so if I haven't put my mom hat back on and I'm still Katie hat, then it, I can kind of separate myself a little bit easier. I like that. So with you and your husband, I know he works, but with your work, you've had the opportunity to do travel and sometimes he's gotten to come with you. Yeah. How has that experience been and how, how does that work as far as like, do you get to take the same flight or is it a follow situation or, or do you? Sure. So- so most of my trips um, have been just kind of domestic, like research trips. I actually have my first one um, since I've been back coming up next week. So I'm going to be gone, like, for four days, which is, I'm like, good luck, baby. Like, you got it. You can do it <laughs> um, for him and the girls. But um, we had, I have had the chance to go on a few international trips, and one of them um my husband, Ryan, he got to come with me and Mackenzie actually did too. Um, I had to go to London for work and it was right after, and I mean, right after Mackenzie's first birthday. So she turned one on a Friday. We threw this big Pinterest first birthday party on Saturday because I'm (laughs) extra like that. And I love party planning. Um, (laughs) And then Sunday, which was also mother's day, we, drove to the airport and gone on a plane to London with a one-year-old. Um, you are brave. It, I mean, she had flown, and my husband's originally um, from Florida and we live in Ohio. So we fly down there a couple times a year um, anyway. So she'd been on a plane before. We were still nursing, which I think helped a ton because if she got cranky, I would just pop her on and that calmed her down and kept her quiet and got her to sleep. Um, but yeah, so they got to go to London with me and it was amazing. Um, nursing, I think was definitely a key and, and again, like us with our kind of like flexible schedule, more of a routine than a schedule sort of thing helped. Um, I don't remember the like, um, time changes being too big of a, a mess with us. Um, and we, we used the baby carrier while we were there. Um, Mackenzie really wasn't walking a ton, um, but I would say she really started walking in London. Like we have a picture of her at Leicester Square, um, which is kind of in the theater district where we stayed. And she's walking around this little like green area. And I'm like, this is legit her first step 
like, in a sequence. Like, she had toddled around and stuff. But it's kind of cool that we can say her first real walking was in a different country. That's incredible. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, luckily, it was in a city with amazing transportation. So we didn't have to travel with a car seat or anything like that there. We just kind of depended on public transit and wore her on the tube and stuff like that and that made it so much easier not having to deal with a stroller or anything like that even so so did you guys spend the evenings doing family stuff while you did work in the day and what did what did they do when you were in your work meetings yeah we um I would have to pop into the office at least a half day every day um but they like to schedule things some for us where we can go out and I had some other colleagues from the states who were um, there also so we would have team dinners and stuff and um, Ryan and Mackenzie would come along which was nice Um, and you know you can we had to pay for his plane ticket and pay for his meals and things but it was basically kind of a free trip she didn't have to pay for a ticket uh, other than taxes because she was under two and then the hotel room my work had, because I was there, it was just more crowded than anticipated, you know, because they just expect one person to stay. Um, and it was just, it was really cool to be able to share that experience um, with them and to, I don't know, give Mackenzie kind of a little taste of world travel that she'll never remember, but we'll show her the pictures and be like, see, we do take you places now that we, like, drive to visit you in Indianapolis and go to the children's museum and that's vacation. <laughs> Which honestly, I, I think it's about every few weeks I get a text from a parent who's like, Hey, we're coming to Indy for this children's museum. What can you recommend for dinner? I'm like, let me get it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need your own like trip advisor or something for that. <laughs> <laughs> and a recommendations. Well, that's the hard part too, is that, um, Tony and I, you know, before and obviously still, the stuff that we like to do is we love checking out new restaurants. We like interesting food and fun cocktail bars. Like, if you're going to give me a cocktail that's been, like, smoked, has squid ink in it, I want it. I want – that's what I want. I want the weird ones. Um, (laughs) Like, do not bring me anything from a well. Like, not to be snobby, but, like, I want someone who spent time thinking about what's going to go good together and – you know, yeah. I'll pay $12. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and so we love doing that. And then there's a few places in town that have really good concerts. That's, you know, five to 12 bucks. Like there's a place that has um, burlesque shows that we love to go to. And so when I was pregnant, we were still like going out and doing things. And, you know, thankfully, you know, there's no more smoking in bars here. So that's, yeah. that's no problem. And none of the places we go are like, let's have a rave or like, let's have people dancing really close together. So it wasn't like a worry at all in that manner, as far as me being pregnant and bumping around. But we are actually going on a date together on Friday. I know. And we're going to go to a concert. And so we're like, all right, where do we want to go to dinner? Where have we not been? Because there's so many places, I kid you not, that have opened that we've missed and like, you know, we're like, didn't that one cool restaurant open? And then we looked it up and it was like, oh, that was eight months ago. 
Yeah, and you're like, oh, come on. Like, I still want to go, like, but it's like, man, we're out of the loop on stuff. But there's a, a taqueria that we're going to go to, and then there's a tiki bar that opened up that's supposed to be, like, not cheesy, but, like, legit tiki bar style. So Awesome. Yeah. And it's possible, I think we've confirmed, but I, need, I haven't packed anything, that this is going to be her first overnight sleepover with grandma like not like at her house we've we've left her at our house with my mom for the weekend, okay but she's never been to somebody else's house to sleep oh man yes that one that is crazy impressive that it's been that long like most a... people do it before then because i don't know i guess i guess um well when you're earlier guest Nicole um my Mackenzie's first sleepover I think she was about six months old was for Ryan and I to attend her wedding Mm -hmm. um and I was I was totally nerve-wracking because you have to pump all this milk and be prepared and does she have enough like is she going to wake up my parents all night like are they ever going to take her again they're never going to take her again this is our only night we have to live it up (laughs) like all of these things um, but yeah, I want to say she was six months, um, but, which was crazy. And yeah, we have, Maddie has stayed with us all the nights so far. Like I'm not ready for her to stay anywhere else. Well, but sure. <laughs> those, those first slumber party sort of things. Mackenzie has since, um, she has stayed the night with my parents and then with Ryan's mom. Um, and then also with, um, two other like an aunt and another aunt so I'm like oh man this has been really we're branching out a little bit she's not even three and she's really into these things which is <laughs> it's kind of nice when you have two and then like at the newborn phase I feel like when when one of my aunts took Mackenzie for a night um Brian and I were like what should we do we're like let's go to dinner and we just packed Maddie up she fell asleep so it was kind of like we were on a date by ourselves because Maddie just kind of slept in her car seat next to the table with us and then we're like oh my goodness like this is the first time and it had been almost I don't I don't even know how long it had been since we had kind of gone to dinner by ourselves so we just really kind of lift it up. It's like, oh, should we get an appetizer? Should we get a dessert? How many beers do you want? What kind of drink? It was just like, we're just splurging. And it wasn't even like a crazy fancy restaurant or anything. But we're just like, yes, let's do it. So That's so fun. So you guys do you this weekend. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. You see, we'd, we'd gotten tickets because it's the one of the bands we like to see that's uh, local in town. And um, they do... Every year they do a Johnny Cash like tribute night, nice. and they have multiple multiple performers, um, and it's super fun. And um, we were like, "Oh, let's get tickets!" And uh, another couple's gonna come with us too. And I was like, "You know, I think maybe because we had already gotten you know the confirm for babysitting. I'm like, maybe maybe they do an overnight." And Tony was like, are you sure you're ready? I'm like, no, but, like, if we don't do an overnight, we're going to feel bad if we stay out later than, like, 1030. So, right. You know, maybe. <laughs> so, 
I'm excited, but I'm not nervous about it yet. I mean, she just, obviously I trust her completely. It's not nervous about that, but just nervous about being away from her and you know, right. miss her. And, cause, well, and then on that same vein of like, oh, if we stay out too late, let's just make an overnight sort of thing. Like, this is where we are in our lives. Um, I have another friend who's getting married in August. And it happens to be my parents' anniversary weekend, but they're kind of our go-to babysitters. (laughs) And so the wedding is up in Cleveland. Um, It's for Barbie. If you, so yeah, so we, I was like, so mom, um, how would you and dad like to spend your anniversary in Cleveland? And we'll get an Airbnb house and we'll do this. And you guys just go out Friday night, just have a great time. And then Saturday, watch our girls so we can go to a wedding and come back really late or stay out by ourselves. Okay, thanks. (laughs) And she, like, really bought it, which was super exciting for us. So we're kind of bringing my parents with us to go to a wedding so we can stay out and kind of bring our babysitters along. Because I didn't want to leave the kids that far away from us um, for that long of a time. So you'll get to that point (laughs) soon, too. Like hey, just come on. (laughs) Well, see, that's a great way to sell it, though, too. But from every grandparent that I've talked to, you know, you know, my parents and Tony's parents and, you know, tons of other grandparents, they say, you know, being a parent is great, but being a grandparent is even better. So I don't think that it's, they knew what you were asking, but I think they were pumped to do it, too. Totally, totally. But you still feel bad, I think, as, like, the the daughter to them. You know, you're like, oh, am I asking too much? No. Like, before I went back to work, um, we – Maddie was just not taking a bottle very well. And so I was starting to get really stressed out about that. Um, and my mom watches the girls one day a week. So I just kind of broke down with her one day, like, because we hadn't even done a practice run yet. And I'm like, man, like, this kid is just not going to take a bottle. She's going to just scream the whole day. And my mom is never going to want to come back. And so that was my fear. And what it came down to is girlfriend just likes her um, draft better than she does a bottle. And so... (laughs) we had to just warm the bottles up it was like something so easy and so duh but Mackenzie would just take whatever you gave her and be happy and so we didn't even like we never used a bottle warmer and we still don't we just like heat up water in a cup and set the bottle inside it to warm it up a little bit but it had just never crossed our minds and just she was just a little bit more particular about how she wanted her beverage and so that saves the day, but you do have like all these concerns because they aren't their kids, and so they don't they aren't obligated to do anything like you're obligated as a parent to care for and nurture and love these kids like they they will as grandparents, obviously, but she doesn't have to come once a week to do this, and she's just doing us a, a huge favor by doing that. Um, but I was like, oh, freaking out for a little while because it's just like, man, you know, they love them, but how, how much love can you get without earplugs or, you know, whatever. (laughs) So, but it's all worked out, but. I think by that point too, they've been parents, they've had however many, 
however many kids, you know, between you, know, you, me, and the siblings and all of that. Right. They're pros at this point. True. So Definitely. You talked about your, your date night with Ryan most recently when you went out for dinner and it was really nice. But tell me about your, your Valentine's Day gift. I think this is really creative. Yeah. So um, for Valentine's Day, we don't do anything like super big or crazy. Um, but I felt like, um, you know, when you move from kind of double team, so like when you're just, when your parents are one kid, um, you're, you get to double team your kid and you can kind of handle that a little bit easier. Now we're in like the man to man zone, like defense with the kids. <laughs> and so you don't get kind of a break. You're, you're always with one or kind of all four of you together, just kind of figuring things out. Um, so, but Ryan and I would never got a lot of time for just us. And we took like a, we did a trial run week before I went back to work, just kind of like to ease back into things um, because maternity leave is just like this fake reality that you get to live in for however long you get to live it. And, um, you know, we just kind of, it, things went great, like logistically, but for us, like, I just felt like we didn't get a lot of time um, together. So for Valentine's Day, I got him this two-person journal. And so every day, it's, it, it says it's like a two-person journal for three years. So we'll use the same journal for the next three years. And it just gives you, like, a little prompt at the top of the page for you to write, like, a sentence. It's not, like, crazy, like, war and peace, pull your guts out sort of writing. It's just kind of a quick little response, like, who's your celebrity crush? Or do you need comforted? What could your partner do to help you? Or, um, I don't know, things like that. So you get sort of silly responses or serious responses, and it's just given us a moment, like five minutes a day, to kind of sit back and, like, read through each other's answers and kind of talk about it and be like, oh, I didn't even know that about you, or I never knew this, or, oh, my God, you still have a crush on that person or whatever. So, it's just been nice to just not force us to talk because we obviously want to talk to each other and spend that time, but just give us more of a reason to not just like collapse in front of a TV or just be on our phones or sitting next to each other, but not really engaging with each other. So it's just helped us in that way. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. those spontaneous things that, you know, when they happen in real life, they're the best, but when you get so busy with like, the discussion always being logistics of who's going to go where when and don't forget to pick up the whatever and appointments it's hard to kind of have those casual moments yeah yeah because I think when you're when you're married and have kids it does it almost you revert at sometimes kind of back to like a roommate situation where you're just kind of either passing in the night or you're like, why didn't they put the dishes in the dishwasher or like um, just the silly like roommate stuff you go through versus the partnership and like the relationship that you had before kids. So it's just kind of a growing period where you just have to really communicate what you need, understand what they need, and then kind of work together to, to get there again the, as best you can. Now, do you fill your sections out in the morning and kind of talk about it after the kids go to bed? Or is it like later in the week you talk about the answers from earlier in the week? Or how does it work? 
Um, well, if I'm honest, it goes, I try to do it at least like, I might miss a couple of days here and there, but like the first time I was like, here, Ryan, I wrote in all 14 of these days, let's play catch up and then we'll talk about it. So like the first time we really talked, we had a couple weeks to kind of go through. Um, but then um, we've been a little bit better. So I think it's just whoever can grab the book first and kind of write the response in and it's not every day that we get to sit down and reflect because of all the logistic things to go through still, or even like Maddie's sleep schedule. Sometimes the girls are in bed by like 8.05 and it's 8.07 and I'm like, see ya, mama's going to sleep. So we don't get that evening time together all the time. So it's still something we're, we're working through, like making, making it kind of a priority in the day, but we're getting better at it. So. Now I have to ask, did you actually answer the question, your celebrity crush? I did, but, like, um, like my husband's have been the same forever. It's, like, Selma Hayek, um, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Penelope Cruz are, like, his leading ladies. <laughs> yes. See, I, Tony's are always, like, um, it's a person plus what year, because, you know... sometimes where that person has made some choices they maybe aren't on quite the the par (laughs) oh my god that's hilarious so he's always like britney spears circa you know like 2000 2000. you know whatever (laughs) or it's like whatever year the you know i don't know if it's like the Maybe it was toxic or the one before that. The one where it's like really sweaty. Yeah. That one. Yes. Which I'm like, yeah, <laughs> she looks amazing for sure. Yeah. Like dirty hot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is so funny that he assigns a year to it too. I oh, love he does that. for sure. Well, he's got like, I've, I've teased him because it's like, oh, wow, we're so old, but we'll watch like Jeopardy when we're eating dinner. <laughs> Um, yes. And he's always yelling out the answers. I'm like, dude, you need to sign up for this. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. But he has like a steel trap for so much information. <laughs> it's, it's impressive, but he, he won't, he won't take the quiz. Oh my God. No, Ryan is the same way. Like he is just this vault of trivia. I just look at him like, where did that even come from? How do you know that I can't even make up a random enough question right now to be like he'd be like oh that was like Shere Khan in 1927 and be like what the heck how do you even know like I know some of these questions too I'm like am I supposed to know about this topic because I've never heard of it in my life well so I don't know if you've heard of this um but there's this game you can play called HQ okay have you heard of this no okay it's on your phone. Um, I will send you a code so I get a free life from it. So <laughs> hold please on that. <laughs> but it's um, trivia that you play on your phone. It's at 3 p.m. and at 9 p.m. every day, Monday through Sunday, like seven days a week. And you can win real money by doing it. Do you won for real? Um, I don't, but they like pay out like on this past Sunday, it was a $25,000 game. So if you have to answer every single question, right. And some of them get kind of obscure, but it's so much fun. 
So you have to download it and play it, and I will send you my little code so you can get me a life. I love- so I can maybe win one day, and I'll share my proceeds with you. Good. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I like um, – <laughs> Like, there's, like, random games in the past that we used to have liked, and we still love watching South Park, and they had this hilarious episode a couple years ago, maybe, it was about how it was, like, freemium gaming, how it was like, oh, well, yeah, you can play a game for free, but then you, like, stop at this level, and then it's no good anymore, because it's like, you have to buy credits to do it, so we loved the Monopoly game, there was that, there's this one where it's, like, two dots or something where you, it's kind of like a puzzle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Tony loved this one where it was like you would build a bridge and it was like trusses and stuff. And since he's an engineer, he was like, this is the game for me. Um, but it was like you'd get to the – you'd play it for a month and then it was no fun anymore because it was like, well, I'm not going to pay like $20 for these like <laughs> arbitrary coins to play other levels. Like that's no fun. But I like the sound of this one. Because it kind of sounds like yeah. it's those, like, brain teaser type things, so, like, brain exercises. Well, so it's, like, multiple choice trivia, and it kind of starts out easier and gets harder and a little bit more obscure. And it has this web host. His name is, um, I think it's Scott Rogowski is his name, and he's hilarious. And he just kind of emcees the, the contest every time. Um and it's so funny and entertaining. And even when I lose, I wait, I like listen through because I just think his writing is so clever. So I'm just like a little word nerd, like just play, listening to his plays on words and his like puns and stuff that he makes. I'm like loving every second of it. So that's fun. Yeah, it's really good. Well, so I know, I know you're busy with work and all these things. And obviously this game, this HQ game. But I know, I want to hear about some of the things you do to volunteer. Yeah, so um, Ryan and I were college sweethearts, as you know. Um, so we met in at our university, Ohio Northern. Um, we've been dating, dating, I guess we're still dating, right? We're still together. So, yeah. Um, we've been dating for 13 years, um, and we've been married for five. But um, we... Um, volunteer for our alumni club for the ONU alumni club in Cincinnati so we help plan the alumni events in the area Um, so that is a ton of fun and just kind of keeps us engaged with the university and then with other alumni in the area which is a lot of fun to get to see people you know more recent years um, to like we've had people who've graduated as early as like I don't know like 19 70s at events and things so it's been really great to kind of meet just the broad spectrum of of people who are still are connected to the university so that's been cool that's fun Uh, we just rsvp'd to our first alumni event ever (laughs) that's uh in a couple weeks at top golf so we're excited for that nice that'll be fun good and then um i've also gotten into um girls on the run it's an international organization. They probably have a chapter in Indy, I'm sure. Um, but it's for young girls. It's a curriculum-based program that um, helps get girls excited about just body positivity and um, not being bullies and 
just building their confidence. And it culminates in this 5K run at the end of kind of their program. But it's not necessarily about running. Um, that's definitely a component of it. But I work on the newsletter here in Cincinnati. Um, it's a monthly newsletter that goes out to all the supporters and stuff. So it keeps me kind of involved in the writing aspects, but then also just really giving back to helping, like, just build up positive young women because, you know, you have to kind of reach down and pull up, right, to bring the next generation along and help them be kind of positive lights in the world. So pretty cool. That's really inspiring because – you know, you, you're raising daughters yourself and kind of living it too and kind of getting an advanced look at what are some of the issues they may face as young women as they get a little bit older too. Definitely. And um, I think anything you can do to help a girl kind of figure out who they are and have the confidence in themselves earlier, I think that just helps them make better decisions down the road. Um, because they'll be confident in it. And it's like, oh, well, who cares if nobody else likes this color? I mean, starting arbitrarily, right, because we have little ones. Like, they don't like pink. Well, I love pink, so I'm going to rock it or, you know, whatever it is. So just to give them the confidence to stand up for what they believe in. So That's major. And that's definitely yeah. their formative years, too. And I bet, I bet it's neat for the girls who participate in – girls on the run to see other women not just people that are in their family but other women that they could look up to yeah and it's so huge in Cincinnati I think it's um over 1500 girls each fall and spring are involved in the races and everything and it grows leaps and bounds like every year so it's schools from all over and it's just really great like the race day is so fun um parents and family members come and have signs and the girls have like tutus on and are running their races and it's just such a fun day um and to watch them finish their 5k you know some of them you know didn't like I don't know never ran anything before never had something and it's just such a really cool um just manifestation of a goal because they've put their minds to doing this thing and they literally can feel that accomplishment as they cross the finish line. It's so tangible for them. So I think that's what makes it so amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah. So we are getting close on time here, but I wanted to ask you a few of my, my standard questions. And sure. Yeah. And so I know not to put too much pressure on you, but you just got back to work. And obviously you said you're under an avalanche of work, but what's your goal for work this year? Honestly, it's to kind of prove out that I need more help. <laughs> so figuring out how to kind of um, show through timesheets or whatever, how much like freelance help I'm using to hopefully kind of work toward additional headcount and have more um, in-house support, maybe if that's what the, kind of numbers show but to get more help in whatever way that looks like that would be great too I'm sure you can prove very quickly that freelance is expensive it is yeah so we'll see yeah that's exciting so if you're able to carve out time for lunch who would you have lunch with 
anybody in the world and why? So I was thinking a lot about this one because, I mean, you can pick a famous person and try to, like, really figure out, like, why or I don't know. I always feel so much pressure with this sort of question. <laughs> um, it's not meant to but, be that intense. I know, but even at, like, icebreakery things, like, at business, I'm like, oh, I don't know. They're going to judge me if I pick so-and-so or whatever. Um, but I pick my sister. Um, she lives in a different state now, and we both have kids. Um, and she was just in town visiting, but with us dealing, having to, like, deal with our kids and them being on different schedules and things, like, we really didn't have a lot of time to, like, really connect as much as I would have liked to so it'd be nice just to have a a kids free sit down lunch with her just to really I don't know get get down to the nitty-gritty and just reconnect with her that's really fun too because it's hard even with your friends and I know you have a really close-knit group of girlfriends too but it's so hard to carve out that time with your people that's not just text or you know a random get together where it's kind of like a mad rush to get it all in. Yeah. Like with my girlfriends, I have a really good group of college girlfriends and a really good group of girlfriends here in Cincinnati and like group text gets us through the day. Like I can't even tell you the last time I had a end up phone conversation with any of them, but that group text. So just that face to face time is so valuable and we just don't get enough of it with a lot of people these days. So yeah. It seems like the only way that happens is if there's a huge organized trip and then it's a whole logistical experience. Yeah, exactly. Then those weekends are the best. Oh, so much fun. I I mean, we could talk for another hour just about like that stuff. (laughs) Well, we probably will. I'll probably have to have you back. Okay, good. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Okay, so (laughs) if you have to make dinner at home, what's the fastest and... De- most decent tasting <laughs> dinner you can put together so you can just get back to your girls and your husband having fun yeah so I mean pasta I think um your last one I listened to anyway um she had mentioned like a pasta dish but honestly Costco is my godsend they have so many pre-made meals that I feel like because it's Costco they are probably healthy because there's a lot of organic stuff there um but I'm really excited about summer and like real spring and it getting warmer because I feel like you can throw anything on the grill for like 15 minutes and have a great meal. So like I'm looking forward to like steaks and asparagus and watermelon and just throwing it on the grill and quick, easy, delicious meal. So that's true too, because the other night it was warmer and we had the windows open and Tony got cranky because someone was grilling. He's like, I don't want to smell that grill unless I can have it. And it's just, <laughs> it's such a nice like ritual too, to have like meat on the grill. And you're right. It does, it does seem to go a lot faster. And maybe it's because you get to spend time outside too while you're doing it. Yeah. Well, and because it's light out until 9 PM instead of it being like 6.07 and it's pitch black. Right. So. right. That is, that is helpful. So what about your date night? So so if you had date night that was just the two of you, where would you go? Yeah. So um, for Ryan's birthday, which was last month, I did this really fun scavenger hunt thing. And we actually cranked that out to like four or five places in two hours, just kind of around us. So I'd like to do more stuff like that. Like 
um, we went to we raced go-karts and then we um, went to dinner and we tried to go to a shooting range but we neither of us have really shot guns much at all ever for me um, so they weren't equipped to handle such newbies that <laughs> night um, so that'll probably be a place we go back to because it was just a new experience so like you guys like with food like we just like to try new activities that we haven't done together um and then repeat those as if we've enjoyed them so like we, there's a lake by us so we've gone kayaking a few times once we like that so anything where we can kind of be active and do something new and just kind of share in that so probably fun. the shooting range will be the next one though that's fun See, we've done um, shooting at this, I call it a resort, but it's not like, you know, Caribbean resort. It's a resort property um, in, okay. in Pennsylvania that we like to go to. And they have, um, they have shooting, they do like clay pigeons and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so that's super fun. And for some reason, it feels a lot more forgiving than like target shooting, even though like yeah. you still need to shoot it, but it's like. Well, of course you need to play. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a little grace because I got to move the gun and like shoot it in the air in the right spot. But um, that, that activity thing is, is kind of, you know, something to think about because if you're you know, sitting and eating, whatever, yes, you need to eat, but actually doing something together and interacting that that's where the fun happens. Yeah, and, like, kayaking or canoeing, that was a huge team-building um, <laughs> opportunity for us. We weren't quite on the same, like, page at first. And the last canoe trip we went on, and we had to grow from it. We worked through it. There were no – we didn't, like, tip it ever or anything, but there were some close calls and some frustrating oaring or rowing going on. But it was – we made it out okay, and we still love each other. So that's all that matters. <laughs> This is something that you should add to like marriage prep stuff. Like, yeah, do do the questionnaire, do the classes, but you also need to go canoeing. <laughs> yes, because if you can't paddle down a little lazy river together, then man, you guys need to work some stuff out. Like, forget the financial planning stuff; that's important. But can you get down a river and and save your lives? Like, I think we just created a new <laughs> business right now. You know, we can do it. <laughs> well, Katie, thank you for joining me. It's been awesome catching up with you and getting to hear the update about everything that's going on in your life. Thank you. No problem. It was great. And I hope I hope we can do this again sometime. For sure. There's so much stuff we didn't touch on, so I'm holding you to that. Yes. All right. Okay, have, perfect. Have an awesome night. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on After Daycare Drop-Off. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Katie, hearing her story, how she's handling her new life as a mom of two, working a wild schedule, and fitting in time for herself. Please join us on Instagram at After Daycare Drop-Off. You'll find inspiration, updates from the show, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends who you think would love it. Until next time.